0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Elector Podcast. Happy New Year. This episode is Miami Movies Volume 1. Marcos, Matt, Victor, and I discuss movies that are set or filmed in Miami that we have enjoyed watching over the years. We talk about our favorites, and we're calling it Volume 1 because I am certain that you are going to realize that we forgot your favorite or one of your favorites. And so we would love to hear from you, and we want you to correct us and tell us why our movies stink, why your movie's better, and we will work on Miami Movies Volume 2. In the future, stay tuned to our podcast. This year, we have so many cool things coming down the pipeline. We have a, a lot of really cool stuff we can't quite discuss yet, but we're recording some some awesome episodes on location. We've got some pretty cool guests that we're going to have on the show, and uh, just a lot of really fascinating stuff coming down the pipeline. So we look forward to the rest of our episodes in 2018. Check out our website exiledlector.com. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, etc. We are. We are where you want to be. So we would love to connect with you this year and we are looking forward to doing that more. Having said that, enjoy the show.
1: As the Torciadores, AKA the Cigar Rollers, quietly rolled their cigars, and the despaliadoras, AKA the Strippers, stripped the stems from the tobacco leaves. They were entertained, informed, inspired, and enlightened by literature and the daily news. So began the tradition of El Lector, the reader. This is the El Lector podcast, stories and cigars from the exiled South. We hope you'll enjoy it. We're talking about movies set yes. in Miami um, that we love, and we're going to get into something right away. Uh, with uh, Matt's going to bring it up, I won't say which movie it is. I'll let you disclose it. But um, I need—I need to say something because I'm drinking a beer that Matt has given us. He's brought us two. He's brought one Kentucky old-fashioned barrel ale, and the other one is a Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. And I'm having the bourbon barrel ale, and it's ridiculously good. Right? I, I say that. Fantastic. Yeah, this is uh, the Kentucky Old Fashioned, same company. Nice beer. This one's spectacular. Sorry. It's a great beer. Yeah. Well, and, that's a shout-out um, to
2: my to my brother-in-law, Chris, who's an awesome guy. who is stationed at Fort Knox right now. And uh, we were up there. Part of our evacuation route took us that far up when we ran away from Irma-Gur- Irma-Gurden. Irma-Gurden. And... Uh, yeah, I definitely, as I was driving back, back, I was taken back to my childhood. One of my earliest memories is my mom, like, I was about to run outside and play, and my mom's like, you need to put on a jacket. And I, I just turned, I was like, the bandit doesn't wear a jacket.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that just lets you know, like, one of my definitive movies, and there's, I think it might be the second one, they're actually in Miami, so I'm kind of cheating, but... Smoking, Smokey and the Bandit,
0: Smokey and the Bandit. So tonight, what are we talking about? Man, We're talking about Miami,
1: topic. Miami movies,
0: Miami
2: movies,
1: sure. Miami movies. Favorite movies set in Miami.
0: So uh, speaking of Smokey and the Bandit, one, two, four, five. I've never seen Smokey and the Bandit. Any of them?
1: Well, it's a generational thing. I think when I, w- I was okay. So I was if this came out in seventy seven, right? That's what it. That's when yep, Smoking Man it came out. The first one. Okay, I was seven years old, and I remember my parents took me to see it at the theater because I'll never forget the movie. So we went to, there used to be a movie theater. Nobody remembers this. If you do, you're my age. It's it was on 87th Avenue in Coral Way. There was a movie theater there that had the the marquee, and it would show about. I think they had maybe. I think it, I forgot who who ran it, uh, but it was. Um, that's where I saw Smokey and the for the first time. That's where the the uh, Toys R Us was. I don't know if it's still there. It's totally diff- different now. But anyway, 87th Avenue and Coral Way. You know what's at
0: 87th Avenue and Coral Way now? What? The closest Walmart to my house.
1: Yeah, which is weird. So this would have been on the north side of that, on Coral Way, on the north side. And it was kind of the theater to go. You know what else I saw there? Airplane. Air the nice. first airplane. Nice. I saw the first airplane there. Here's yeah. here's what's like culturally significant about Smokey and the Bandit, and you almost
2: never see this anymore. Smokey and the Bandit. There's a couple of movies, and there's also like very closely related was Cannonball Run. Right, another Burt Reynolds. I, I can franchise. picture the cover of it because yeah. I hung out at and then, Blockbuster um, a lot in high school. There was like a, a one, sh- so there's a couple of cannonball runs, there's a couple of Smokey and the Bandits, and then there's like a single shot called Stoker Ace where he plays a NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, Burt Reynolds was notorious for getting his friends together to make a movie. Yeah. And they were never like exceptional movies. But they like And then the the post The credit scenes Were always the outtakes Of them cutting each other up And that always translated To the movie I felt like You always felt like You were in on a joke You were in on the party When you watched the movie And I also like because yeah, was I, him and his buddies Right And because when we were so young When we saw them Like they definitely are geared Toward like a child <laughs> Point of view Yeah like, yeah And you were like
1: where, Hey there's that guy Yeah I want to hey, be there's like there's that other uh, guy There's a fat guy Yeah There's, there's a, a black guy <laughs> Which was always who? Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. Right. How,
4: he even got Frank Sinatra in one guys? of the Cannonball movies. <laughs> I
1: know. With with the rest. So Sammy Davis. so
4: at this point, movies had sound, correct? Yes. <laughs> and they were in color. <laughs> they were in color. <laughs> and they
2: were in color. <laughs> um, so the Smoky and the Bandit is this really bizarre concept that's completely outdated now. Uh, the Bandit is Burt Reynolds, and he's a driver. So this is like a precursor to Baby Driver. Okay, right. and he's got a partner called Snowman who drives the big s- semi rig, and they haul liquor contraband, no matter what it is. In the particular movie, it happens to be liquor. Yeah, because believe it or not, it was illegal to take coors across the Mississippi.
0: Thank you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. so Yeah. Weird. Explains, right? My dad does not drink beer, but he told me in college that was the thing. Coors beer. Coors. Yeah. If you could get your hands on coors, because it that was illegal was to stuff.
2: transport it across the Mississippi. Huh. So that was. So these uh, bizarre characters that have all kinds of money challenge the bandit that he can't get a shipment of cores. Maybe it's to Miami by a certain, like in 72 hours or whatever. And so he drives like a maniac. The cops chase him, and then the truck driver gets to go through. Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed. Reed. Eastbound and Down. That's the song. That song, Eastbound and Down, is the theme song for The Smokey and the Bandit, which you. Young people only know from Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers, eastbound and down the TV series on HBO. Kenny Effing ah, Powers. K- Correct. Kenny Effing Powers. Right. So yeah. And so it was, <coughs> it was just ridiculous. But the 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 key to this whole thing this what makes it worthwhile. Why you should watch it. It's terrible, but watch it. The cop, the bear. Oh yeah, Smokey and the Bear. Right. Or Smokey and the Bandit. He's Smokey. Smokey. He's Smokey. Smokey. He's Smokey. That was CB talk for the cop. The thinking. Cop. Bj yeah. and the Bear yeah, is. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> the cop is Jackie Gleason. Oh. Yes. And Jackie Gleason <laughs> chases the bandit because the bandit picks up a hitchhiker who is none other than the stunning, ah. gorgeous, young Sally Field. Yes. Holy crap. Which,
1: by the way, yeah. yeah. Wait, definitely. This,
0: this brings me to an important question. What was it like seeing Citizen Kane in theaters? <laughs> I'm trying to take you to the like best part. It was a nickel, a dime, yeah. how much were... No,
2: <laughs> we just fashioned it out of ore. Um, we saw it at the Penny Theater. <laughs> the Penny Theater. <laughs> this is what makes this so worthwhile. Jackie Gleason, a legend, right? A, a giant in comedy plays this sheriff, and he's got this bumbling son that it's apparently... Um, Sally Field leaves at the altar And jumps in the bandit's car So he's chasing The woman that left his son His idiot son at the altar And he makes this stupid stupid comment And Jackie Gleason (laughs) looks at his son This is like the. There is no way You are the fruit of my (laughs) (laughs) loins When I get home I'm gonna punch your mama in the mouth
3: (laughs) Wow The, okay. Just, okay. Just, <laughs> to, to, to <laughs>
4: wait. Just to show you my age, you kept saying Jackie Gleason, and I was thinking of Jackie Mason, who is I believe yeah. in Caddyshack 2, Yes. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Um. So I just looked oh, up Jackie. Da-da, da-da. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. And, and that to but voice. that's Jackie Gleason. Jackie
2: Gleason. Uh, after after Jackie the, Gleason Theater. The Jackie Theater, which is ties age.
1: into. Miami. Yeah, so the first movie was not filmed in Miami, but there were three bandit films. I think the second one is the one that was filmed in Miami. Dude, I think the I third think. one is. Oh, oh.
0: challenge! <laughs> well, I, I just want to take a moment and say to everyone that's been listening, uh, welcome. This is the Elector podcast. <laughs> I think it's time that we introduce ourselves. All right. So I'll start. <coughs> this is Mark Norman, and we're going to go around and say our names and what we're smoking tonight. <laughs> I am smoking a cigar I've never had before. It is a Camacho. They made the Ditka Game Time I had in one of our previous episodes that I really liked. This is a Nicaraguan barrel-aged cigar. So the, the tobacco was actually aged in barrels. Sounds gimmicky. Spoiler alert. Pretty gimmicky. It's, really, it's not blowing my mind for the price oh, really? of the oh, cigar. Oh, that's disappointing. And but Maria's it lost a sponsor. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not bad. But for the price, I'd rather have another one of those Dickie Game times. I thought that had a little more uh, interesting flavor Ditka. to it. But so this this cigar was aged in rum barrels. It's actually, I mean, it's a clever idea.
1: So they say, right? Yeah. So I mean, so, so who, who am saying. I
0: to challenge? their uh, yeah. might
1: have been Coors talk. barrels. Show yeah. me the rum barrels. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Mark. All right. Go ahead, Victor.
4: I'm Victor. I am smoking an AJ Fernandez Oyo or Hoyo.
1: Oh, oh the Hoyo La Amistad.
4: Yes. Which Oyo, which is
1: Oyo La the Friendship? El
4: Friendship. <laughs> Oyo el friendship. <laughs> The
1: amistad. Yeah Every time you say that I'm always like, give us free. Now, what do you think of that cigar? <laughs> Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Isn't it
4: great? It's great. And yeah. it, it it holds, I don't know what the technical term for this is, but it holds its ash pretty well. Yes. It's, it's well wound. Got a really wrapped, nice ash. Yeah. That ash, though. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. That ash, though.
2: <laughs> well, I guess that's me. Hi, I'm Matt Hedinger. Welcome and back. Thank you very much. Uh, missed you guys. Uh, And I'm I'm the one that Mark likes to uh, Marcos likes to just get ramped up about a show and then say all right now we're going to start recording and then I'm rant doing a rant about a Jackie Gleason movie yes um yeah and so I Mark it's kind of cool that you're uh, smoking a a cigar that was allegedly aged in a barrel because that's almost kind of the theme tonight we've all been enjoying thanks to my wonderful brother-in-law Chris these bourbon barrel-aged ales. Man, I'm which, thank you, Chris. Very good. It, just an amazing smooth. It like, gives a mm. nice kind of like note of vanilla in there. It brings a depth and a, almost a creaminess to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a big fan of these. In general, I like the genre, but I've not had these before and it's really fantastic. Um, I am smoking, thanks to Marcos, a Monte Cristo and I can't read this now.
1: Medianoche. There we go. That's how you say it.
2: This is one of the darker richer cigars that i've had i generally like lighter ones but this is and i'm not a monte cristo guy at all yeah and i'm finding this to be a very smooth and enjoyable uh smoke yeah it's
1: Uh, i'm having the same cigar um this is marcos and i bought these because i'd had i've had the shorter version of it i think i prefer the shorter version because it's a it's a very strong cigar i guess i don't know why i like it i just like the shorter one but anyway, it's a great cigar. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm also not a Monte Cristo guy, but I, I've smoked. This is the second Monte Cristo I've smoked in the last few months. The other one was the Piloto, I think it's called, which is pretty darn good. And this, but this one's definitely a close second. Is that the one? You, oh, this you is gave the me
0: that one the night uh, oh, yeah, we got okay. together during the hurricane.
1: This is the epic. Yeah, I have not had this one in a while, but the Piloto is the last one that in my memory that I can re- that I can recollect. But this one's really uh, strong it's it's got a nice full flavor to it. Um, people I think uh, at least in our circles because we're from Miami we kind of thumb our nose at we're we're purists, you know. So we 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 like our we like oh this cigar my you know this this old man in Hialeah made it right. for me. Right. Yeah, he the rolls story on his is front very porch. important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and, I, and actually sometimes you can get some really damn good cigars here in Miami like that. Like for for like 2 or 3 bucks. So Monte Cristo, we're like ah, that's for the you know, that's for the snooty yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah. People it's, who it's,
0: don't know what they what they want or haven't you know, oh, they know that name. Yeah, yeah. And that, and, I, and it's know. really
1: it's
2: an like unfair bias that I've had against Monte Cristo because they're like an it cigar mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm I'm kind of yeah not been interested, and in. that's really not fair. And this is this is a,
1: a um it's
2: a little bit of a game changer for me.
1: So here's a here's a Cuba story. Uh, I went to Cuba in 2009 with Victor. And um, and we, we went to uh, this hotel called Melia or Melia Habana or something I don't forget what it's called but it's a, one of the Spanish hotels in Havana, and it was our first time in Cuba we had never we had never been there, um, so we went up to a friend of ours and I went up to the we wanted to go to the cigar lounge, and I believe Victor was going to was hunting for a jazz venue of, of some sort, so mm-hmm. he wasn't with us. Because he's cool like that. I need to listen to the jazz. That's right. He wasn't into cigars. It's the notes though.
0: they're not playing. Right yeah. I, right.
1: I, I, was, I was looking for the Jim Carrey as the mask. He was looking for the <laughs> blue note. And I found him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went up to this cigar lounge. And, of course, all they had were um, Cuban cigars. And they have the, the you know I've talked I've talked on the show before about how Cuba stole the, the names you know the, the Cuban yeah. government and now they're state labels basically, well they one of the labels they took was the Monte Cristo label. So we went up to the Cigar Lounge, really nice place. They had they had CNN playing, which was interesting. Fake news, fake news, <laughs> fake news, and um, and uh, we or, we bought these Monte Cristo. Gosh, what were they called? My, our, our mutual friend was there george and george was like oh we got to get these cigars and i forgot what they were called any of his or something like that and he was just you know he was saying, we gotta smoke these we gotta get these." so i bought one and he bought one and i was a little suspicious so i get it and i smoke it and i'm like i don't like this <laughs> <laughs> and i smoked it a little more and i was like yeah still not digging it it just wasn't doing anything for me in fact it burned horribly it was it, it was expensive, and I was pissed because I spent all this money on it. I think I, sp- I think I spent like fifteen dollars on the cigar which was would have been here just like a, like a cigar you buy at La Carreta from the, from the cafe stand, you know, <laughs> you know Don Pepe cigars for, for those people who are not aware, La Carreta
4: is like the Cuban Denny's of Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get that, so they have Denny's, that's
1: perfect. And, t- and probably those cigars there are, are probably better than that Monte Cristo that I had that day. So since that day, I was very jaded against Monte Cristo. But these are Dominican probably, Nicaraguan. I'm not sure where this one was made. And it's a really nice cigar, and there's uh, there's uh, there's some some. Uh I don't know some love put into it because they're they they want to be a, they want to make a good product right they want to make something that's going to sell that people are going to come back and buy, unlike the Cuban government, which is like yeah they'll buy it because it's Cuban you know that's yeah. why Cuban. I mean th- think think of all the worldwide
4: <laughs> all of the amazing government products that
1: people enjoy. Oh yeah, government cheese, mm. government bread is amazing in Cuba. Yes, by Yes, way. That yeah, did important. you have
2: the bread? Yeah. So so yeah, what John are we talking Pinnett Pinnett about? We're talking tonight? about the we're, bread lines in Russia.
1: So, so we were talking about Smokey mm. and the Bandit. So we're talking about movies filmed in Miami, and Smokey
2: and the Bandit. And Smokey and the Bandit. Well, Smokey and the Bandit Two was filmed in, uh, or or three, according to Victor. Yeah.
0: Um, So I think we should go around the table and each briefly talk about our favorite, or maybe just a meaningful. Just a few, right? I think a, a
1: Miami movie. I want to say my favorite. What's but, your
0: go-to Miami movie, Marcos? Tell
1: okay, us. I think the I think uh, gosh, it's hard. Okay, I'm gonna say one, and because I know later on as we go around, I'm gonna think of another one. But one of the the first movie that comes to mind as probably all I can think of is please don't steal mine. But one on. of the funniest in the sense of it wasn't a great movie. I've discussed this with Matt in the past. It wasn't a great movie, but it was entertaining, and it was and it was written by a Miami guy. It was based on a movie on a book written by a Miami guy. It is the one I was
2: going to say. Crap!
1: Is Big Trouble? Oh, Oh, that's the one. So Big Trouble with uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yes, exactly. Rene Russo. Exactly. A young Zoe Deschanel. Exactly. And uh, and uh, who's this guy? Stanley Tucci. Yeah, but yeah, so here's hilarious. Yeah, I, I would like
2: to point out. I'm going to turn my iPad so that uh, Mark Norman can see that I'm not looking at any information about the movie. Neither as I, I say correct. this. But do you remember who was the very young, sweet
1: housemaid that Stanley Tucci's unwanted? Oh my God, advances? Are you me? Uh, what's her name? The Colombian. I just uh, say I didn't know if you knew who it was. I yeah, was shocked. The I Colombian watched Colombian from Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara, oh, also known as no, as no one knows who she is. Colombiana.
3: <laughs>
2: No one knew who she was at this point, and she's just this.
1: Oh yeah, she was. They were all part, great. It was a part, great. Man. It was a great cast. So the, it's based on a Dave Barry book about the. It's this. It's this. Uh, gosh, it's 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 these two guys. They're 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 two bit thieves, and somehow they get involved in this conspiracy to buy a bomb. And they buy from these Russians in Coconut Grove at some bar. <laughs> but there's this homeless guy played by, in the movie, he's played by... Uh, you met oh, him. Yeah. I, I met him while he was shooting that movie. What's his name? Jason Lee. Jason Lee. Ah,
2: Jason Lee yeah. was, wow. I, I remember i told story. the story on, this on the story. show.
0: Tell that story. No, not on the show, I don't think. Oh, I haven't told this on the show? Please. I so, remember the brand um, of cigarette it involves.
2: So a friend of mine was taking me to Bill's Tobacco, which was a land, like a... Not a landmark, but what would you call it? An institution. It was yeah. an institution, and it was a kind of place where, like, the guys were rude to you. Like, you had to earn their courtesy. You had to go there
4: often oh, enough. So it was like most Miami places. Most Miami <laughs> oh, places. Oh, that was cynical. I'm sorry. And, They're uh, one of the only places in Miami. They had the. By the
1: way, they had the best lounge. pipe tobacco selection mm-hmm. in Miami. That so much so that one time I went online to find because I couldn't find pipe tobacco, and I found I look I did a search. And it said, oh, this is the best place to buy pipe tobacco nationally. And it was these guys in Coral Gables. Right. Yeah. And so um, we go there. I pick out a
2: pipe. I'm looking at the pipe rack wall and um, Jason Lee walks in. Now, I know Jason Lee from the Kevin Smith. Yeah. Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. The Clerks and uh, Chasing Amy. Mallrats. Mallrats so yeah. good in Mallrats. Yeah. He had his
4: own show for a while for some reason. Yeah. His name was Earl. My name is My Earl. Name is Earl. Yeah. yeah. This is Earl.
2: Like, well, That was a great show. But um, but at former this former
0: professional skateboarder.
2: Well, and that's the thing—he dresses like a pro- former professional skateboarder, at least he did at the time, which translates into bum. He looked like a bum, and so he walks in. But he's extremely indie at this point; like nobody knows who he is, and he asks the guy behind the counter for three packs of American Spirit cigarettes, which is a fairly expensive. Yeah you know high quality it's not yeah. you know Marlboros. right? boutique cigarettes boutique there yeah. you go boutique and the guy looks at me. and goes are you sure you want those they're awfully expensive <laughs> 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 And I, okay now listen you gotta know that like this was
0: post mall rats pre my name is earl right yes yeah he, no, he a, has already been in movies he's been, been in movies but they've all been like
2: indie movies right. geared toward you know people my age and uh, this i'm very young at this point and um but I listen, in Miami, you run into famous people. Yeah. People love to come yeah. to Miami. You see them all the time. I don't talk to famous people. I appreciate them. I enjoy their work. But I'm like, oh, that's neat that I got to see you, but I don't need to interrupt your day. That's just kind of my mentality. And uh, But I realized what's going on. I'm like, holy crap, this guy doesn't know that this guy is famous and wealthy. So then I take it upon myself to ease the situation, and I walk over, and I said – Excuse me, Mr. Lee? And he said, Yes. And I said, I just wanted to say that I really enjoy
4: all your films. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like talking like your movies. At this point, the guy probably thinks you're talking about bum fights or something. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like like pre Kimbo slice. And, uh, and I was like, I really enjoy your movies. I just wanted to come over
2: and say thank you. He's like, Oh, man, thank you very much. And I shake Jason Lee. He's like, shake. He's very, very magnanimous, yeah. shakes my hand. And I'm like, and I just walk away. The guy runs, like, I'll be right back, sir. And he runs off and he goes and gets the cigarettes, <laughs> pays him, he leaves. And I go up with my – he goes, that guy was famous?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
2: Pre- pre-anchor, man, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this movie was, um, was set in Coral Gables, Coconut Grove – Miami International Airport. It started uh, Bayside. 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 That's right. They shot it in Bayside, but it it started. Who's this guy who used to do the stunts? Uh, Super Dave Osborne? No, no, no. Oh. Not Evil Knievel either. A uh, little later <laughs> than that. Evil Conneval before your time. Um, this guy who used to do uh, on MTV. Which character? Which oh, character? Johnny, Knoxville? Johnny Knoxville? Johnny Knoxville's in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. And and Jack and Cass. our and our favorite guy, uh, F- uh, Farina is his Dennis name? Farina. Dennis Farina's, wow. Dennis Farina's wow. in it. Farina's a mob hitman. So you guys got to watch this movie. It's not again. It's not a great film, but it's really funny. And if you love Miami, you're gonna enjoy it because the reason I like it is because it the book captures Miami very well. As Dave Barry is. Is uh, you know mm. classically done has done for years Dave in the Man hero the,
4: the patron saint.
1: Of yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He really, he he really he, nails here's it. Here's
2: the beauty of that of that film, and I'm I'm only going to tack on to yours and not reiterate this. I'm not going. I'll have to come up with something else by the time we go around the horn. It is a completely fictional, ridiculous, yeah, story in a very real setting. Yeah. So you're watching it, you're like, yeah, that kind of is. That, there's archetypes. It's Miami. There's Miami yeah. archetypes yeah. Yeah. in it. Yeah. The rich jerk. Yeah right the the struggling single dad the homeless guy the who's homeless played guy, by Jason Lee Jason Lee and his basically puggy his name is puggy in the movie
1: what's what's really cool in the book they don't really touch on this but they do show it and dave berry describes it much better in the book obviously but there's a in the book Jason Lee's character is he's a homeless guy and i believe he gets picked up if i'm not uh. mistaken at the beginning of the story he gets picked up in a bus because they're they're picking up people off the street to vote and they're giving them fake IDs of dead people to go vote <laughs> so that's one of the which is something Miami. that actually kind of happened here in Miami what if we're going to talk about amazing stories about Miami yeah but then he's he's wandering through the streets of Coral Gables and you can imagine and as you're reading it I'm thinking okay this is like South Gables but, but, this is in North the movie Gables. the vibe is that he's like He's more of a hippie than he's homeless. Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's kind of living he's not, on the streets. Yeah, but like almost by choice. His not, favorite not, food is Fritos. You yeah, know? that's right. That's so right. he ends up he ends up walking down, and you can imagine him walking down like Old Cutler Road or something or down the main highway and by these massive residences that are there with these huge banyan trees and, and uh, strangler figs, you know? Yeah. And he just comes upon a tree on someone's property, leaning over the wall, and he says, Oh! I think I'm going to hang out there tonight. Yeah, and that's how that's how <laughs> yeah. part of the story develops. So he's just living in in someone's tree behind their massive estate in Coral Gables, and you can imagine this because Dave Barry just paints it perfectly. Yeah, and they kind of do that in the book, in the movie. So you're, you're yeah, you guys got to watch it. It's and right it was a funny. Is I love, yeah, Big Trouble.
2: I love Dennis Farina. I've always Dennis Farina was a Chicago cop. Before he became an actor. Not everybody not knows know that. that. Yeah. And he, so, you can see uh, that actually. So, when he was on Law and Order, like Chicago coppers loved this guy. Um, but he plays the mob hitman sent with a partner to go whack Stanley Tucci. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Stanley Tucci's so good at being a jerk. But um, Dennis Farina's voice in the movie or perspective is someone from New York. Yeah visiting Miami to do this and he hates everything about Miami. <laughs> can't stand Miami. Like, like, and the other is like we got to get out it. like, of so what's uh, wrong like, uh, with this town? If we if we whack this guy tonight we can get on the 11:45 and be back in New York by the like and it is not and they can't get out of Miami fast <laughs> it's enough. It's
0: funny you say that cuz when you say Dennis Farina I I immediately remember the movie Snatch mm-hmm. where oh, he's fantastic. asked at the airport, do you have anything to declare? Yeah. Don't go to London. Like, <laughs> it's
2: basically the same character. Yeah, he was. He was. Amazing.
0: All right. All right. So big trouble. So my my Miami movie that that introduced me to the Miami culture or or one you know I I was living in Miami for a, like a summer internship, you know one of the first, it was probably the first time I'd ever been to Miami. My my good friend Kyle and I watched and just fell in love with the movie The Birdcage. So that, that's that's the one that, that <laughs> La Caja Falls. Is. So the Birdcage is a movie starring just the absolutely immortal Robin Williams. But I actually think that as good as Robin Williams is, um, the movie is a little bit stolen, stolen by. Is, is it Hank Azaria? Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Hank Agador, Agador, Agador. Agador Spartacus. <laughs> he does that and, in a lot of he's, films, he's, though. Hank Azaria he's is amazing. A, a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> and in in uh, The Birdcage, we have that just absolutely priceless scene where he says, are you afraid of my guatemalan my natural <laughs> heat? <laughs> it is the absolute greatest thing. So The Birdcage is about a drag uh, show operator Played by Robin Williams, who who's gay and lives with Nathan Lane, who is the star of the drag show. And their very straight-laced adopted son is engaged to the daughter of mm. a senator. Who's actually... Played by Gene Hackman. He's Robin
2: with, Williams' biological son from his first marriage. I oh, really? did not know that. To... Oh, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but yeah.
0: But so the movie hinges around Gene Hackman and I, I forget his wife's name in the movie. Has anyone got my back? No. Okay. No. So um I never saw it. They, actually. So Gene Hackman and his wife, the, again, this is like incredibly straight laced, like, you know, right wing conservative senator coming to Miami to meet the the future parents of their, you know, their their new son in law. And so Robin Williams and Nathan Lane are, are meant to pretend that they're not gay and running a drag show. <laughs> It is, it is on, just, South, uh, Beach. on, on South, South Beach. On South Beach, right? Yeah. It's hilarious. And it is like Nathan Lane is so over the top and just so great <laughs> in it, and Robin Williams is trying to hold it all together for his son, whom he loves very dearly. Yeah. And and Hank Azaria is their like live-in housekeeper, Agador Spartacus, and <laughs> it's just the entire movie is ridiculous and hilarious, and um, it it just. It gives you a whole new appreciation for that song "We Are Family" by Sister Sledge. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a, a great, great movie, and to me, that's what the quintessential Miami movie. Every Miami movie, I thought at this point, and I still think most Miami movies do this: they have a, a helicopter shot coming in off the water towards Ocean Drive, with like you know the 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 Art Deco hotels on Ocean Drive, and you know it, it's all on Ocean Drive. It's like all of Miami that they talk about is Ocean Drive. Women in very, very skimpy bikinis, rollerblading uh-huh. with classic cars. And and that Miami does exist. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know about the drag shows, and I haven't gone to that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, well, they're there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they are there. But... If, if you go on Ocean Drive, you know, you, you will see exactly what the birdcage
1: shows. If it. you go down Lincoln Road, well, it's, it's been a while, but if you go down Lincoln Road, even just after 9 o'clock at night, you'll see the 12-foot-tall drag queens. And <laughs> I'm being serious. Yeah. Wearing these massive heels. They're already tall yeah. dudes as they are, and they're wearing these Just, really just some heels. random
2: info for your edification, Mark, is that that's actually a, a French play called La Cage Falls. I did not know that. And then it was actually made into a French film... I don't think the plot was exactly the same, with the senator and all that stuff. But this, the the dra- the birdcage was. That, I mean, that's basically what it means—is like the birdcage. Uh, okay. Um, La caja falls. Yeah. La caja falls. Yeah. Cage. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. so, so so
0: cultured. Victor, we've heard we've heard big trouble from Marcos and Matt, and uh, the birdcage well, from me.
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat just a little bit. Because, I mean, I, when I think of Miami movies, I think immediately of comedies in the 90s set in Miami, which is a couple. Yeah. Uh, Ace Ventura, yeah. something about Mary. Mm-hmm. M- movie. is out! A- yes, Ace, Ace Ventura definitely does a good job of trying yes. to embody Miami without just making it a uh, you know tourist destination, like mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins. Um, and he, he lives in Miami. Like it kind of gets a little more of Miami in there. But I'm going to talk about a movie that is not primarily set in Miami, but I think is indicative of what everyone thought Miami was about. Ah! And you guys are not going to guess this one. This is a horrible movie called Miami Connection.
2: Hmm.
4: Hunt this down. Watch okay. the trailer. Uh, I'm going to give you the that synopsis. Sounds like, that right sounds now. like a YouTube link that needs to go on the website. I'm going to give you the, I mean, the synopsis. Be in the show notes. Basically, this is this movie was made in the '80s. Nobody saw it. And then it was rediscovered like five years ago, and it became this kind of cult hit. Um, but I'm going to give you the premise, and you you can already tell that this this movie was a passion project. It's about a Taekwondo group who also plays synth synth pop music. <laughs> oh no! I and must wait, watch wait that. was this was this like?
2: Canon, Canon. Film. Yeah, was
4: it a so, Golden,
1: Globus Golden production? Golden production. So they're they're <laughs> t- Taekwondo. Breaking three. They also play synth pop at, at their favorite nightclub.
4: <laughs> and what what their mission is is to stop ninjas from Miami who are smuggling cocaine into Orlando. Awesome. That is the premise of the movie. Hold on a second. Okay, no. now you now you <laughs> blew my mind. No Let wait, me. I love that that to go
2: four hours. From Miami to Orlando is so
4: treacherous. You take a nap on the way. That you, have to, you have to enlist ninjas. Ninjas. Let me add on yeah. motorcycles, by the way. You know well, right, that well, Fort Pierce Interchange, what, it goes is really without rough. Saying. what else would a ninja travel on? So, was this thing filmed in Miami? This was filmed, the Miami scenes were filmed in Miami. And then there's actually scenes filmed on UCF campus. You can tell college students were involved in this movie. Um, but they it's, didn't know it's, it. It's split between Orlando <laughs> and Miami. And I mean, the movie is just a sight to behold. Uh, the 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 whole message of the movie is violence is not the answer, and they show that right after they've decapitated somebody, of um, with very low-fi effects. Um, it's a gory movie, but also very poorly done. So it's, it's I need to watch it. It, it, I have it on Blu-ray, we can make a movie night out of it You bought it on, it's on Blu-ray? It's on Blu-ray, yes <laughs> This this movie, I'm, I'm telling you, this movie is a gem um, So who's I'm in sorry. the Miami connection? Are you, are I, you I've could, never heard of it yeah, yeah, ta- you to wait, wait, are, are you it. confusing Blu-ray with Laserdisc? <laughs> That's <laughs> right, it's on my Laserdisc On my Phillips Laserdisc um, no, Nobody's in this movie This movie uh, The the guy who who made this movie He was like the head of this actual He's actual Taekwondo Sensei And he recruited his his judo team, whatever, Taekwondo team, to make this movie. And uh, he's like an inspirational speaker now. But nobody in the movie had any acting experience. Uh, they just kind of filmed and edited it together to make a movie. They didn't know they were making a hilarious movie. It's one of those movies. Uh-huh. Um, but what it captures, especially in the opening scene, where, where there's a, a nighttime shootout versus the ninjas in this you know, port of Miami, it captures this idea that so many people had about Miami—that it was basically Miami Vice, right—and and so many other, so many movies have poured into that image of Miami. Um, I mean, think of all the gangster movies set in Miami: Scarface, uh, which is set in Miami but not, filmed mostly in Los Angeles, uh, Donnie Brasco, uh, Godfather Two. Um, you have all these these ideas of Miami is basically this wild, wild west, um, like the last frontier of America, where the police haven't shown up yet. And this movie, I enjoy this movie. It's got the word Miami in the title. Even though it's set in both Miami and Orlando, that is my definitive Miami movie just because of all of the cartoonish ways of portraying Miami that years later, the movie Cocaine Cowboys, a documentary would verify that, yes, Miami was that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was definitely what Miami okay, was. Okay, so I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up
0: Cocaine Cowboys because that's a documentary. If you're not familiar with it, I, I believe it's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix. It's, it's made by Billy Corbin, not Billy Corgan from The Smashing Pumpkins, but Billy Corbin with a B. <laughs> who's who's uh,
2: South Florida's serious Dave Barry. Yeah, yeah. He he's, our, he's made actually,
0: I think, a series of uh, 30 for 30 documentaries on ESPN about the U, the U2, and Broke, all, all of which are really fascinating. And he has a series of children's books. No. That are biographical, but historical. Are you being serious? Yeah, absolutely. I did not know that. Yeah, I am. Well, he's a really right neat right guy. So, really. Cocaine Cowboys. So, um, when people want to know what Miami's like, you know, there, there's a documentary called Miami the Magic City, which is a very straight laced, like PBS level documentary. Great documentary, by the it's, way. It's fascinating. But it's it's full of archival footage and very, you know, here's when Miami was founded. You know, Julia Tuttle, the orange on the train with Henry Flagler and all this. But then Cocaine Cowboys talks, I mean, it interviews the people involved, like Il Madrino, like all these people who were very much involved with the cocaine trafficking of the 80s. And, like, I remember watching this movie and I'm I'm sitting at a house and I had just gone to to a friend Monica's house in Kings Creek. King's Court, I forget, King, King's Creek, King's Creek, yeah. and and that's one of the scenes of like a, a very violent shooting and Dadeland Mall, which is like the biggest nicest mall kind of around. Yeah, yeah, at the liquor store, area. right? Yeah, there was a crazy. Sh- I mean, it, it, you know, we're not to make light of it. Like, I mean, people died. Like, this was a very violent time in Miami's
1: history. But you're sitting on the edge of your seat while you're watching the yes. documentary, partially because you're in. You know these places. Yes, these and, are all places. I mean, yeah.
0: not just like oh, I've been by there once, but. Oh, that when my phone screen cracks, I go That's to that where mall. I go. Yeah, yeah, I go. Exactly. I know that door to that mall, like that kind of thing. Well, and it's also really interesting. In particular, Dadeland,
2: which was one of the worst shootings, was a strip mall at the time. Yeah, okay. and now it's a massive. I, I it's believe one of the it's the most, most profitable malls.
1: malls like Simon in the owns or it. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. But, but it's profitable. not just
2: the mall itself; it's all the development
1: that's happened around yeah. it. And the, you know, we have now it's bus- called Downtown Dadeland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has its own. It's its and, own and epicenter.
4: And there, there would be people who would say a lot of the money that that went into building up the place, if you trace it back, you could find some cocaine on that money.
1: Yeah. All right. So I want to go back to Miami Connection. Because I looked it up, I never heard of it. Thank you. For, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna look for it, or we can watch it on Blu-ray, which is insane to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that came out in 1987, 1986, when I was 16 years old, and in my, in the height of my, my own. Miami Vice. Are frenzy. you going twice? Are you, you stole my first one and now you're gonna go
2: twice? <laughs> go for like it, Marcus. Tell me <laughs> about the
0: Miami Connection.
2: No, I'm not. No, I'm talking you know, about he another didn't. one. He
1: totally just like speaking of the Miami <laughs> Connection, I'm going again. <laughs> so so there's this film that came out in nineteen eighty six and I didn't know this because uh, it, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. So does the name Paul Michael Glazer mean anything to you guys? I've no. heard that. Okay. I've heard that name. Yeah. Paul Michael Glazer was... Why can't I I know the name? He was Starsky on oh, Starsky and that's Hutch.
2: Right. And he's married to Susan G. Komen. Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. I don't know who that is either. That's the breast cancer... Breast cancer. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. that's his one. Well. I'm supposed to know that. I yeah. can't back that up with paperwork, but I think that's his one. Well. Okay. <laughs> so he there was a film that came out in 1986 called Band of the Hand, which Ooh. is kind of the same premise as what you're talking about, Miami Connection. Because uh, this beer is so good, I'm just going to read the synopsis (laughs) of it. Uh, But well, if I can find anyway. So Paul Michael Glazer, let me see if I can find it here. He 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 produced or directed the film. Let me see. He was the director of the film, and and it's basically about these gangs in Miami, and these you know they're 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 outlaws and they're out of control. Completely fictional gang. Oh, is this the movie you were thinking about? No, 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 no. I'm just saying like they're like. No, but did I steal your thunder? Is this the No, movie you stole my turn. Well, you stole my movie first. Okay, then you Sorry. stole my turn. <laughs> but right, my only movie-, movie is
0: called Sour Grapes. Only- <laughs> oh, that's an <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So
1: this one is is basically they this this they take these group of hoodlums right, gangbangers or whatever the terminology they used back then, and they take them to the Everglades to train them military style, to fight these gangs in Miami this one gang in Miami that needs to be taken down. So they take all these youth from the street but it's shot in Miami Beach when Miami Beach really didn't look like it looks to, looks like today. It looks it, it was kind of the way it looked like when Scarface yeah, was made. Yeah, run down. Yeah, very run down. So you get to see if you if you watch the film what's fascinating about it is you get to see the Everglades which is always kind of cool. You know, it's like jungle, right? And then you ha- but you also get to see uh, specifically the Cameo Theater and a riot happening among the gangs right outside the Cameo Theater in Miami Beach.
0: That's now like a, a nightclub. Or, it's a like it's, it's on Washington. Yeah, and they have yeah. they
1: they have some some amazing like I mean well maybe not recently but before these have some amazing hip hop headliners like Beastie Boys and mm-hmm. stuff like that back in the day, and um, I'm completely out of the Miami uh, music scene, but anyway so this it's a really fun film if you like Miami Connection you got to watch Band of the Hand. And uh, and it was, uh, it was it was it uh, was to me it was like kind of one of those quintessential Miami films. I have another one, but I'm gonna yeah, let think, Matt go. Yeah, I think now. it's Matt's turn, or else no. he's gonna
2: leave <laughs> angrily. No, I'm I'm actually stalling because I don't know what to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I really was gonna talk about uh, Big Trouble because I think. But so there's, I want to give honorable mention to a TV show because I have a huge beef. Growing up where you and I grew up, Mark Hammond, Indiana. I hate it when the show movies take place in Chicago and it's clearly Canada. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing makes me angrier. I'm like that's too that's, <laughs> that's too clean. Hilarious. That's Canada. Like and you can tell. Yes, I don't yes. know if everybody can tell. I'm not saying I have like a superpower, but like right? Can't you tell like when you're they Without show an alley, you're like there's no like yeah, that doesn't exist. That's yeah. not an alley in Chicago. That doesn't exist. <clears throat> so I hate That's one of the things I loved about um the first Dark Knight.
0: Yes.
2: Because it, it's, Bat- it's
0: Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. The first two of that trilogy were largely filmed in, in Chicago. Chicago. And, yeah. like,
2: I don't know. It's like in your DNA. You're like, I know that that's Chicago. Yes. Yeah. So I really value that. And so that's why I want to mention Burn Notice. Mm. I'm so
0: glad yep. you brought up Excellent. Burn Notice. Yeah.
2: I loved the show Burn Notice. I enjoyed it. I mean, like, it's not. It's so
0: for people who aren't familiar, it was a, a spy show on USA. I, I think I'm stepping on Matt's toes here a little bit. I just wanted to give a brief synopsis. It's okay. Go ahead. No, so uh, starring Jeffrey Donovan, Bruce Campbell, <laughs> and uh, probably others. But please, Matt, tell <laughs> us why you uh, love so Burn I, I, about. I have things
4: I can say about Burn Notice, too. <laughs> I think Matt I might off. win
0: the Burn Notice sweepstakes, but go ahead.
4: <laughs> well, so Burn Notice, as Mark
2: said, this spy that gets disavowed and is stuck in Miami. And it's a very A team, Hulk, incredible Hulk time tunnel, if you want to go all the way that far back, of solving somebody else's problem every week, you know, kind of deal. But it's completely shot in Miami. 100%. Now, they may not call it the same thing, but if you're from here, you're like, oh, yeah, I know, I know that corner. I know that. Like, they used the, um, they did a shootout on a, on a, uh, tr- by a train once and it was the the gold coast train museum yeah
0: that oh, they shot it okay yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. like
2: yeah it's not really like an active train track but it's you know if you've been to that museum you recognize yeah, what yeah. it is um i almost never would go to home depot without running into production crew wearing the the home the yeah the, yeah, the, the, yeah yeah um Burn notice like credentials yes. and stuff like that. They are always barred. Well,
1: they used to shoot down uh, down here near our undisclosed recording location <laughs> at the uh, Palmetto, what's now, it used to be the Burger King headquarters, national right, headquarters, right, right. and it's the Palmetto Bay Business Center or something. And a lot of the outdoor restaurant scenes, they, they filmed them there by the lagoon at, at, that, yeah. at that center, yeah. which, by the way, has the biggest freaking crocodile, yes, American crocodile. Huge. It's a dinosaur. Yes. It's it, When you see it come out of the water, its scales come up two inches out of the water. It's yeah. ridiculously huge. That's horrifying. That's a side story.
0: But they took over the Coconut Grove Convention Center, which has since been demolished. But they actually, production, like it was really great. There was this wonderful restaurant in Miami that's no longer... It's oh, definitely not Scotty's called Landing? this anyway. Scotty's Landing. Oh, so the first man, time man, I was in Miami, Matt, who you, you've known my dad for many, many years. Yeah. So my dad drove down here in my Jeep. If Render you're going to mention me. your dad,
2: this is the second time you've mentioned your dad on the podcast. And I just want to say one of the most honorable men I've ever met.
0: I just want to say it's probably like the fourth or fifth time. You weren't here the last oh. couple of times. No, I, I meant, meant to I just wanted to say. I thought you
4: were going to say fourth or fifth most. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what I thought you were saying. He's definitely in the top five. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, that's a out Needs to happen. Sorry. No, but but um, I, I came down. I moved down to Miami to work for Matt Hedinger, and the the very first restaurant that uh, you took us to was Scotty's Landing, which is this great shithole, if I can say that. Yeah. It's a dive. It's on a dive. the water. Yeah, it's on the water, but it is behind the a marina. place, yes, you have to walk. Through a parking through an lot, arena yeah. full of forklifts that are lifting boats and moving and d- them into and the diesel water and, and diesel, yeah, yeah. is not like pleasant to walk to it. But you get there, and it's just like, oh wow, like you walk. I mean, everyone who has been to Scotty's Landing knows exactly what I'm talking about. They had about.
1: great smoked fish dip. I was say, my Fantastic
0: all-time favorite smoked, smoked, smoked fish dip. dip. Yeah, but yep. they also had the worst service of any yes, yes, in yes,
1: America. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, <laughs> which they, is part of the charm, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, like they they knew that you were not there for the service. Yes, yeah. yes, you're there for the view. My here's my, the view. here's my favorite. I'm but my, well, I just want to say, yeah. so
0: you took my dad and I there the very first time. That he and I, I don't like, remember I had that. Moved that's awesome, and that's where you took us. And we we ordered the smoked fish dip, of course. And like you wait, like they probably have fifty tables, and everyone waits for the ten that are on the water. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that place is legendary. It's it was damaged in Hurricane Irma, in fact. Um, the new place a, was. Yeah, it, it changed hands about. I a think year that ago, was Judgment. And, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll post the picture in the show notes of of the damage to Scotty's landing. I'll post the picture beforehand too. But go ahead.
2: So here's a here's a Scotty's landing story and a Blues Brothers reference all in one shot. I appreciate all those. Things. My wife grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, so to her crab cakes, that's a staple, and she has a standard right. So the scene in Blues Brothers where they go to the country western bar, and they're they like, both oh, kind of music. yeah. What kind of music do you have here? They're like, well, we got both kinds, country and western. <laughs> we go to the we go to the Scotty's landing for the first time and it said on the menu Chesapeake Bay crab cakes. Now the, that's my wife's from there. So she says, "Oh, what kind of meat do you use?" Now, anybody that knows anything about crab, blue crabs in particular, not Alaskan mm-hmm. king crabs, right. that there's back fin and claw. That's the that's the answer. This woman, she said, "Oh, we use both kinds." Real and imitation, <laughs> and my wife did not skip a beat. She said, "Great, I'll have a cheeseburger." Like, did not even. So there's things that you don't order at Scotty's, or that you didn't order yeah. at Scotty's. But um, back to burn notice. Back to burn notice. Um, yeah, so that was just one. That was just a great. I always I, I enjoyed the show. It wasn't Citizen Kane, but it was fun, and it was great that they represented our place. And you saw art place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they did a lot of stuff in the Grove. and They and you, oh, they you shot all over. You, and you knew it. It was like, I don't know, it was almost like a badge of honor. Like, yes. Yeah, definitely. It's like,
0: oh, I got backed up in traffic and you could see the crew park here signs everywhere. You knew you knew that you were backed up in traffic for burn notice. Oh, no big deal. They're shooting. Right, that's okay. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll let that slide. So I, I, on my Twitter feed, I, uh, a couple times people would like, you get excited about film happening in Miami right, because right. they're really shooting here. And so, I remember once I, um, Someone, I, I posted, I think, on Twitter. You know, why? Why is there such a backup in South Miami today? I see film signs. Is it burn notice? And I tagged burn notice in the tweet. And Bruce Campbell tweeted back, nope, "Shut it's, up! It's not us today." No, he Bruce Campbell, the <laughs> Bruce Campbell. You know, is one of the best guys to follow on Twitter. Okay, so this is why I said I might have a better burn notice story than you. <laughs> I used to work at Apple, as did you. In fact, a different Apple store, but. Bruce Campbell himself came into our Apple store, and I will say I have a good friend, Glenn Eisen, who without a doubt was the most knowledgeable Mac genius at our Genius Bar, and I was his ranking, uh, you know, officer Manager, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, I was the lead genius, and he was a genius. He he absolutely should have had that title for the record, but. When Bruce Campbell came in with his MacBook Pro that needed you, you fixed, pulled rank. I pulled rank, <laughs> and, and I went out. I went out on the floor, which was not the place I usually spent my time as the lead genius. And I went out on the floor and I shook Bruce Campbell's hand and I helped to fix his MacBook. Pro. Did you ask to see his boomstick? I, I just. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> no, they they That'll were pretty particular at Apple about about that kind of thing. But I I was so happy that i got to shake bruce campbell's awesome. hand and that's pretty awesome. i don't think there's ever a celebrity i'll meet that i'll appreciate as much i don't as i Campbell. don't think
2: i've ever seen my dad depicted in film as much as sam axe <laughs> like that was sam axe ash or, ash or, was it no, ash?
0: same ash as the guitar player. same axe <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
4: Bruce Campbell's on, we'll character. Cut Bruce cut Campbell's character. The, no, he was Ash, right? Ash from the Evil Dead. Ash, Ash from, from the Evil Dead, dead.
2: Yeah. Sam Axe, I think, was the actual. Oh, okay. All right, producer, go look it up. We'll find it out. Yeah, but um, that was my I always felt like that was my dad. Yeah. Like the, the kind of grizzled ladies' man.
0: And I, I really do think it can't be overstated how cool it is to watch Burn Notice every episode. Because I, I know there's stuff they filmed in the studio. They really did convert this... Uh, Convention Center is the defunct, defunct, the con- defunct
2: convention center. Right, yeah. they
0: converted that into their studio. So you could drive in there. We'd take people to eat at Scotty's Landing, and you would see the cars that were wrecked. And it would actually be like a spoiler alert. It'd be like, oh man, that car has bullet holes in it that didn't have bullet holes in it in the last episode I saw. I know what's coming up. That yeah, kind of thing. yeah. But you would see all their cars parked out there. It was really cool to go by the in Coconut Grove. They they really ran Coconut Grove for probably. From like maybe 05 to two thousand ten or so, they really were filming everywhere in South Miami. I'm not going to mention
2: my second thing. I'm just going to stay on Burn Notice because it was really such a great show. A, a huge, <laughs> another great note in that show, who I first saw in uh, Al Pacino's Scent of a Woman. Whoa, whoa, Gabrielle
1: Anwar. Oh yes, yes. So so she's Fiona from Burn Notice, the IRA bomber. Yeah. So I have an Ash Bruce Campbell connection to Florida. I just want to mention it because I was watching this the other day on. And let's Stars. make sure we
2: somehow mark him in the Twitter feed when we announce this Without episode. Yeah, we have to give him props. See, let him,
1: he let him he respond. has
0: a fantastic hashtag on Twitter about Wally so, Worth looking up.
1: So there was a there's a new show. Oh, well, it's new ish. It came out a couple years ago. Ash versus Evil Dead on Stars. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Done Very by true. Sam Raimi yeah. and the whole, you know, it's so it's 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 pretty, it's it's entertaining, it's fun. So there's a dream sequence where Ash, uh, did you watch this? Yeah. So he he, he has to he takes this uh, uh, oh ayahuasca, which is a oh. Peruvian, uh, uh, well Amazonian uh, concoction that that, help, that makes you hallucinate. Yeah, it's a liquor. And he they he basically thinks of his favorite the the place he's wanted to be the most. In, in, in his life, and it's Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> if, if, all right, which is freaking <laughs> hilarious. So he's just enjoying the moment in his hallucinogenic moment, and he's sitting on a pier, just looking out at the ocean. And it was it was it was funny to me because it was of all places, the the mo- the place Ash wanted to be the most was Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Florida. Jacksonville.
4: So um, birthplace of Fred Durst. Oh, ah, yeah. interesting. Oh. Yes. I'm so,
1: sorry. And yeah. current residents of one of our dear friends. My good
0: friend and yours, Kelly Barnett. Kelly
1: Barnett, who hopefully we'll have on the Shout podcast out. soon. Yes. So I, wanna, I do want to talk about one movie, and I'm going to see if you guys know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of uh, read. And when he says one movie, for the record, that's three. That's three. Though well, this is the next movie. So, again, I said I can't, I can't find my <laughs> favorite. Can. So I'm going to read you the synopsis, okay? And you, tell me, and you guys tell me if you okay. know what this is. A group of Florida high school students plan on losing their virginity.
2: Porkies, Of
1: course. Porkies, They go to Porkies. That's right. So Porkies, I, so this was a sexploitation film big time, right? This was just, this was all, this is, this came out in what, 1982, right? I, again, now here I'm marking my age again, 12 years old, okay? I was, I was negative one. I'm probably I watching this movie zero. when I'm 15. You guys were negative, you were negative I was, one? I was born in 82. Ah, there you go, so this... Yeah. You were born in some zero.
4: That that'll that'll be the I think Gandhi won the Academy Award my year. Yes. <laughs> I but I'm so. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch that out and put in Porky's
1: instead for uh, my, I think my Porky's birth is year. an important film. We're only yeah. one
2: Academy Award for best movie ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Porky's is is interesting because it, it really is another one of the quintessential un, unbeknownst to many Miami films and and the reason please is because please make the case for porkies. I will make a case for. It. So there's a character in the film who is a Native American, uh, possibly Seminole or Miccosukee and he and this is set I be, I'm I was trying to find when it, what time period it was set but probably the 50s. I, it was the 50s, yeah. 50s. So there's a there's a Native American guy who's part of this high school, right? And he's being discriminated against. And they kind and, and the guys kind of run to his to his side and kind of defend him and, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a touching scene. Well, I, I remember I went to, I went to Riviera Middle School, which, which is in, uh, I guess the Westwood Lake area. So in Riviera, I remember one of my, one of my teachers, uh, talking about Florida history and she said that she, she, she recalled that in Riviera or Southwest Miami High School, which is, those are the the, the Riviera fed into Southwest Miami High School, had a, the, the, the son of a chief of either, and I don't recall, either the Miccosukee tribe or the Seminole tribe, and how he was discriminated against. And later, when I, saw, when I finally saw the film, because I'm such a, a history nerd, I, I, saw, I, I just was fascinated by the correlation. So the movie, what's interesting about this film, and I'm totally looking this up online, so the film is set in uh, it was in a Oleta River State Park, which is, which is North Miami Beach, right? And it's actually based on a real place called Porky's, that was a a, a bar in the sticks, right? Where I guess it was a, a house of ill repute, right? Out mm-hmm. in out near the Everglades, mm-hmm. and so it's based on a real place that existed here in Florida. Uh, that, now that was in Fort Lauderdale, but the the film was uh, shot and uh, I'm looking here at Ira Fisher School and the famous gymnasium scene. Have you guys seen Porky's? I, I saw
4: it once. I, I get ago. that and meatballs confused.
1: Okay, so Porky's. There's a famous scene with, uh, gosh, I can't remember her name from Sex and the City. Kim Cattrall. Kim yeah. Cattrall. Funny how you came. <laughs> Why up did with that I right say away. that one first? That was, that was like right away. Yeah. <laughs> Porky's never seen it. Sex and the City. <laughs> So Kim Cattrall, now you're talking my language. Kim Cattrall and and I believe uh, one of the other teachers get it on, and 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 that scene is shot at the Miami High School gymnasium, which is uh, Miami High School is one, uh, a beautifully historic building here. in uh, Miami.
4: Also, where they filmed Britney Spears' first video.
1: See oh, that that song is my jam. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I heard you say that, you were slightly inebriated. What I'm thinking that now your, your niece's you wedding, you really mean it? Yeah, yeah. No, you that actually song mean is a great song. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think you meant it. He's no, no, I, He's backing it up. With I clarity. meant 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it 100. percent Hit me, behind. baby,
0: one more time is a classic, both by Britney Spears and by Travis, which is my favorite version of the song. Okay,
1: <laughs> so so this place was this movie was shot all over all over South Florida. Uh, it apparently Miami High School, the Everglades. Actually, shot it in the Everglades, and if you haven't seen it. It's a great film. Also, just as an as an add-on, Porky's either two or three. (laughs) There's a scene, there's a graduation scene that they shot. And I know this from memory, which really shows how uh, demented I am. It was shot at Alice Wainwright Park on Biscayne Bay. Beautiful park. park. And if you go there, if you watch the film, I won't say the scene, it's at the end. But it's it's memorable. And they shot it at the pavilion in um, uh, Amelia Earhart. or No, Alice Wayne Wright. Alice Wayne Wright, yeah. And, it's, and the pavilion is still there. All right. It's wow. the graduation scene for Porky's 3.
4: Wow. Yeah. Well, Alice Wayne Park is one of the most beautiful places in Miami. Oh, yeah. It, and a lot of people don't even know it's there. It's kind of a, a hidden we, we like it park. that way. Yeah. Yes, we like it that way. Oh, well, uh, the, Amelia X-may, Earhart. X-may, that's X-may a park. On the Arc a park pay. in Miami yeah. that yeah. we don't want to talk about.
3: Edit.
0: Edit.
4: So, and... and Speaking of beautiful scenes, and I know this is not most of this, the most of the most memorable scenes in this movie did not take place in Miami proper, but I have to say True Lies.
1: Oh, oh yes a great which one is a Which great is one. a completely Underrated movie Yes That is a it. great directed movie Directed by James
0: Cameron um, How did they not have yes. A true
1: yeah, lies land In Animal Kingdom Instead of freaking yes, Avatar land That's a better right? James yes. Cameron movie They should have The Amazing seven mile movie. bridge In Animal Kingdom yes. And blow it up and Blow up the yes. keys <laughs> And
4: has one of the most Memorable scenes Is a car chase On the old Seven mile yes. bridge Yes Which if you're If you're from Miami You've probably been To the Keys uh, You've probably visited The Keys You've been through Miami and if you drove down all the way to Key West, you were on a bridge, and you look to your right, and you see another bridge. Yeah. And that was the
1: old seven-mile bridge. The this, old railroad track that the old, Flagler built. Yeah, the, yeah. the Flagler's railroad track. Which was track. originally going to go down to and Cuba. That,
2: I feel like that scene has been ripped off. Oh, well, okay. They I did it
0: so perfectly in True life. Yeah,
2: but I've seen, I've seen that done a couple of times since then. Like, they did it in one of the Mission Impossible.
0: Yeah, in Mission Impossible 4, I yeah, think Yeah, there's it is. a drone strike there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it's... It, without a doubt it's probably the most beautiful bridge in the
4: country right yes. and, and and a scene that could be filmed nowhere else exactly exactly. that's such a unique yeah. thing well it's about, almost
2: like a set waiting there for you to use which is a defunct bridge yeah
4: parallel to a functioning yeah you bridge. can film from the functioning bridge just film the defunct bridge and it, it showcased a part of Miami or a part of South Florida that is just it's you can't replicate that anywhere else mm-hmm. no um, and, and it also um if I, if I can shift to a non-movie world, and this is me cheating again. <laughs> Wait, um, are you leaving
1: True Lies already? No, 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 well, I, it, I'm in within True the Because true I want to talk about Bill Paxton. I want to talk, well, so hilarious. Hilarious. So talk about so many things. He's so good Bill in that movie. And Tom Arnold, of course. Yes, of Tom course. Arnold, yeah, yeah, another
4: yeah. underrated actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please make your make a point, because I have so many things to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, what, what it has in it is um, kind of this if anybody here played Vice City, the Grand Theft Auto... Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Vice City is basically... That's uh, how uh, I
0: learned how to get around on South yeah. Beach. It's, it's
4: an amalgam of all these 80s Miami movies, uh, Scarface in particular. But something that shows about Miami is it's it's very Venice-like. When you get closer to Biscayne Bay, where the where downtown is on one side of the bay and Miami Beach is on the other side of the bay, there's a lot of bridges. There's a lot of water. Right, right. And and it showcases uh, parts of Miami, True Lies and Vice City, and some other movies... Uh, I'm thinking Bad Boys too. Also, yes. Parts of Miami that bad are, boys. are you you can't you can't replicate that anywhere else. It's not just oh this is some part of L.A. L.A. doesn't have that, or this is some part of any other city. Miami is unique in having that, having a metropolis that is so on the water. Speaking
2: and, of Bad Boys, one of my favorite Miami locations that makes a cameo in film often, and you may, and if you don't know it, it's often used as an exterior. I don't think they ever use the interior. They may not be allowed to. It's one of my all-time favorite places, Vizcaya. And,
4: yes. The, the, guard, the Vizcaya Mansion and yeah, the gardens. And without the, a doubt. Oh. It, it, it's a little slice of, I mean, you watch these like, you know, Bond films and you'll see uh, different locations in the Mediterranean and all, all, all these amazing places. And Miami has those little slices of the Mediterranean here and there. And Vizcaya is one of those where you can be there and if you kidnap somebody and just take the blindfold on the Vizcaya, they don't know where they are.
2: Right, right. Yes, yes. It's, it's so, incongruitous.
0: So so Victor mentioned the Bond films, and I, I wanted to talk about one of the most interesting experiences I had ever. So I moved to Miami. I, I grew up right outside of Chicago, as Matt and I talk about all the time. And um, But I had moved to Miami, and the new Bond movie came out. It was the first Daniel Craig one, Casino Royale. Yes. And, and Victor and I went and saw that at a, a probably my favorite movie theater in, in kind of my area is Sunset Place. It's a a huge multiplex. It's a great movie theater. And I think Victor and I went and saw Casino Royale together there. Mm
2: -hmm. Are you going to talk about the
0: bodies exhibit? Well, so in the movie Casino Royale, well, we're sitting in the mall, Sunset Place, which at the same time was also showing the bodies exhibit in in one of the areas in that mall, the James Bond movie, Casino Royale. There, there's a scene where they are in Miami. All of a sudden, there's a, a chase scene in, at Miami International Airport, and they use. It was the first time I'd seen anything like this. They used Miami Dade County police cars. Yes. And yes. I, I was like, "Oh, that's the real po- the paint scheme. I, I recognize these cars." And so, what we are in this mall watching this movie, and there's a chase scene that gets to the bodies exhibit at the Miami International, or I'm sorry, at Sunset Place. And so we're in the mall watching the movie, you know, this multiplex is in the, in the mall and the movie comes to the mall that we're currently in watching the movie. And I was just like, I've never had anything like this happen. This is mind blowing. I am watching this movie for the first time. I've never seen it. I love James Bond movies. and. They are, they are like, the, the movie that I'm watching in this mall is now being filmed in this mall at this place, and it totally <laughs> it's was, surreal. Like, it it's was surreal. very yeah. surreal, and, and so there's this whole scene at the Bodies exhibit, and I'm sure they filmed it somewhere else, because I don't think Bodies was that, even in Miami at that time, yeah. or when they would have been filming, but it was so, so, so cool to be sitting in the mall where Bodies was being exhibited, watching a movie that was filmed in the Bodies exhibit. And it, so, bodies. If you're not familiar, is this weird, semi-exploitative um, exploitative, um, Chinese Chinese exhibit where they took actual human bodies and they're you know dissected and cut in half. And the Post question them. is always about the the legality the of sourcing the, the actual cadavers it, yeah. and stuff. But so that exhibit, bodies, was on display in Miami at the very mall where I'm watching. Casino Royale.
2: So let's talk about favorite True Lies, mo- True Lie, True Lies moments. So I used to run a paintball field. I played a lot of paintball, but I'm fat. And one of my, you, you may not be able to tell that by my voice, but I'm fat. And one of my all-time favorite scenes in True Lies, which is just chalked full of them, but this is very, very small one. There's a shootout. They're running on a street. And the bad guy turns and shoots at Tom Arnold, who is shaped like me.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Tom Arnold seeks cover behind a, a light post. And when he he absolutely, he, he, he like starts shimmying his body behind the light post and all the bullets hit the light post. And, yeah, don't, yeah. and don't hit him. But he's like completely hanging out on one side and hanging back the yeah, other yeah. side. And just none of the bullets hit him. And he just stops and does this like pat down to make sure all of his <laughs> organs are so that. Whoop, and he yeah, kisses yeah. the light. <laughs> and I was like, that's me playing paintball
1: on film. That just happened.
2: It's very hard for me to find trees that are bigger than me on my old paintball field.
1: So we have some honorable mentions. We need to wrap this up. but I, And this should not be an honorable mention. This should be like a whole episode. Godfather 2. You know what? I, that was what I was. I feel like Scarface and Godfather 2
2: were so obvious. I mean, yeah. it's it's not. Yeah. I, I yes, absolutely. Godfather is, as we all know, my all-time favorite movie,
1: and I mean that collectively of the Godfathers. Yeah, of it's course, the best. of course. Yeah, it's, the it's best just one. the best. Objectively, you have yeah. the House of uh, Hyman Roth, right? Yeah. Yep. And that scene, which which uh, which Afraid I got to scene. I got to watch last night, where Hyman Roth is is. Uh, lamenting that he'd, he'd pay four million dollars if he could just uh, not uh, somebody can make it make it so he could pee and it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't burn. That was the scene I took away from yeah. watching the Hyman Ross scene last mm-hmm. night. But mm-hmm. it was yeah. shot here in in uh, North Miami. <laughs> no, let's ex- let's, ex- let's explore that. Yeah. Or let's explore that a little bit. Tell us about let's, your, your If There that. was ever a time <laughs> to wrap it up. Now it's now it's time. And then, and then, of course, Scarface with the Miami Beach where they shot the scene with the uh, the chainsaw, which was ridiculous. Now you
2: know that Miami that Scarface is a remake. Yeah. Of White Heat, the James Cagney movie. James Cagney, exactly. Yeah. But put in the context of the.
0: The boat lift.
4: Yeah. And, and yeah. They, they did not film most of it in Miami because of protests from Cubans here. Yeah. Who thought it was basically smearing Cubans, making them I didn't all drug dealers. Yeah. Yes. I
2: thought it was
1: just but, a, a financial. But I, think, I
2: think that's a great tie in to an episode that's coming where we will interview someone that participated in that. Participated in what? I don't want to say the first name. I always screw it up. Well, the, we
0: talked about him a couple weeks ago. No, the
2: Mariana Boatlift. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the, Mar- 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 I Boatlift. always want to call it Mariana. Mar- it's the
0: Mariel. Boatlift. So Scarface, if you're not familiar, takes place uh, in the wake of the lift. Boatlift. In a future episode, we interview a good friend of the show, and she is actually a Marielita. She came over in the Mariana Boatlift. That's Morelli McLeod. Look to that in the coming weeks.
1: And we'll also have, because I just thought of it, as we were recording this episode, we we're missing a voice here tonight. And it's someone you've heard on the on the podcast before, Joe Cardona. So th-
0: this is part one of our Miami movies. We're gonna have to
1: do part two of the Miami films because Joe our Cardona film. is a filmmaker in Miami and he's he's also uh, a, a a film buff historian. And he's got a buddy that I'm gonna try to bring on as well who's uh, who's done some pretty interesting things that has some interesting insight into Miami filmmaking.
4: Well, I, I just want to give a, a rundown of, of movies we missed, or p- probably people listening to this podcast are saying, oh, well, how did they not mention that movie?
0: So so I was going to suggest, if you're listening to this podcast and you're just thinking angrily, oh
4: my gosh, I can't believe they uh, didn't get to that. How one. did they not mention From Justin to Kelly? <laughs>
2: what the hell are you talking about I just thought thought that was too obvious Victor I thought everyone knew the first first American Idol vehicle film
0: if you're listening to this podcast and you're just angry at the Miami movie that we completely missed please send us an email info at exiledlector.com we would love to hear your frustration they didn't mention
1: analyze that
0: We haven't hit on Moonlight, the current best picture movie. You know, there, there's oh, all these yeah. movies that we haven't haven't gotten to yet. That's so why we'll d- definitely have to have a Miami movies
2: part two. But that's why we'll have to have and I would like to say that suggest that we refer to him as the venerable Joe Cardona. Yes, sir. Because we we refer to uh Mr. Roystein as the great. Yes. So now we refer Doc to Joe, in- Joe Cardona as the venerable. The infamous Joe Cardona. Would you say I'm infamous?
3: Famous. <laughs> So yeah, Which as, is you're, as you're listening to this and you're,
0: you're frustrated at all the Miami movies we miss, we, we want to hear about that. We want to be corrected. Please let us know. We will work hard to address those in a future episode. Well, Mark wants us to be Interesting corrected.
1: side note, Three Amigos was not filmed in Miami. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Right,
2: right, right. Do you have anything besides Mexican food? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. We'll wrap this up now. So have hello. a good night. See you next time. Good night. Good night.